Hello and welcome to Faking It, a book club podcast in which I sit down with some very good friends and we talk about a book that we have read. My name is Shin C, and rest in peace, Mark E. Smith. Naked in a square. R.I.P. Marky Smith. He would have hated that, and he would have hated the show, and he would have hated me. Um, yeah, so R.I.P. in peace. Anybody else a fan of uh, Marky Smith and his band, The uh, Funky Punch? I've never heard of them. Okay, all right. Just me then. I thought he was part of the fall. Oh, was he? Oh no! <laughs> wait, he wasn't. He was. Wait, Marky Smith. He was in the um, the uh, movie Boogie Nights and um, the Happening and um, the Departed. Was that was that him? That was a very accurate impression, considering you don't seem to have heard of who he is. <laughs> that's good, so, so that was meant to be a Mark Wahlberg. Wait, no, hold on a second. That wasn't the guy who died then. What Mark, Was Mark Wahlberg in The Fall? Or Marky Smith in The Fall? Um, it was um, Camus. Camus wrote The Fall. Okay, alright. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. As long as they didn't make an embarrassing mistake. <laughs> I don't saying. think you did. No, okay, cool. <laughs> I thought as a funky guy you would have known. <laughs> well, you know, like uh, there's a common misconception about funky guys uh, that we are all part of the funky bunch. Yeah. We're not. We're not. Totally disparate, distinct entities. So. Who were the other members of the funky bunch? Um, well, there was um, Marky Smith, I believe. And um, what were the other ones? Uh, Johnny Legs and uh, Frederick Boneham. <laughs> Boneham. What? Are you making we... fun of his name? <laughs> okay, anyway. Should we introduce ourselves? Yeah, maybe you should. Maybe you should. Let's move up. Move on from this tribute to uh, Marky Smith. Okay. Uh, hello. Uh, my name's um, Harren X, and uh, my favourite reformed ex-Muslim hate preacher turned poet is Abu Stanza. Hi, I'm Steve Koenig, and welcome to the Brown Flakes podcast. This week, I've been trying to find the mysteries of the Doctor Doolittle experiment to try and make my new dog. Ham the Cam Face, learn how to speak. Introducing to the Brad Flakes podcast for the first ever time a co host, Ham the Cam Face. We're old! My name is Ham the Cam Face! What adventures will Ham the Cam Face and Steve Coney go on together? Find out on this week's episode of Brad Flakes. Again, this has just gone, this has gotten out of control, Steve. <laughs> like, it was bad. Why? It was bad enough when it was just you trying to hijack the podcast. Now you're bringing your own guests onto the show. I, he comes everywhere with me, hand the camp face. Well, he's got me on a lead. Yeah, that's. I was meaning to sit, talk to you about that. You apparently have um, 
a human being on the lead. It's, it's a, clearly a dog. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not a dog. I'm a Labrador. Dogs don't talk. That's one of the first giveaways. Well, I, did not you not listen to the podcast I just put out? The, the, I've been learning how to make dogs speak. Oh, you've been learning how to make dogs speak. Okay, that makes more sense. I thought you were going to end it of I've been learning how to make dogs. So um, that doesn't seem like both of them seem equally plausible. I'm pretty sure that is just a person that you've got on the lead though. There. I'm pretty sure it's not. Okay. Are you willing to bet your life on it? Why do you have to go there? Why do you have to threaten me on my own podcast? It's my new thing. (laughs) Threatening people on the podcast. I watched that No Country for Old Men film. It's the only film I've ever seen. (laughs) I I believe that. Yeah, I believe that. Uh, It's very good how he flips the coins. Oh, okay. (laughs) This is is very distracting. (laughs) I I mean, I'm not sure... Hamlet Hamface is a cinephile. I am! This is um. This is going to be distracting. Can I just ask, what's the sort of um, ontology of your name? Why, why, why are you called Ham with Ham? Did I name myself? <laughs> why are you asking me? Steve. Steve. Why? Surely a pig would be called Ham McHam Face, or Stuart Lee's character Bacon Face. Just true. Of that. The 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 shell had already called him Ham McHam Face. Okay. So the name was pre-assigned. I don't. Also, Jim, why do you keep inviting Steve Cody onto your podcast? Why do you keep plugging his own his own podcast? Look, things have not been going well for the Faking Lit um, brand recently. We've gotten increasingly desperate for um, listenership, and I'm hoping that enough people remember Steve's uh, much derided abortion podcast, which ran for apparently several decades and had quite a listenership. I'm just hoping it had a very high listenership. It had a very high listenership, despite being. Terrible. And I'm just hoping that we, you know, get some of that listenership who might want to check in. Most of them are dead now. How it, was, it did very well in the over 80s. Oh, okay. Demographic. <laughs> you, you did, I mean, it was. It did run for quite a long time, if I remember correctly. Several for about years. 20 years. Yeah, this, despite the fact that but podcasts... It was the first ever podcast that was made. <laughs> Old-timey podcasts. Mm. Ah, I... I, I'm hoping that enough... Of the, I know that some of them died and it's been a long time, but I'm hoping enough people remember the name Steve Koenig and that your name rings out enough to make sure that we get some of those listeners, those mm. good, juicy listens. Um, but you are you are taking liberties by inviting your own people. Well, otherwise it would have just been three of us, which is too low for a podcast. Yeah. And I don't even know where, because you rang me up going, please bring a guest, Steve. We need your guests. <laughs> I didn't yeah, ask you specify a I said, no, 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 I said... Be the guest, not please bring a guest. Oh, I must admit, I've got a very bad film. Oh, no, dear, oh dear, Steve. Oh, well, look, no hard feelings. I'm sure we can have a good conversation regardless, even though I'm really freaked out by this person who thinks that they're a dog. It's right. dog, dog. I'm it's... a dog! No, you, you were clearly not a dog. I'm sorry. Look, I don't, I don't have time to get into this. If you want to be a dog, be a dog, right? Why don't you ask some dogs some questions about themselves? Excuse me, I just need to relieve myself. No, don't <laughs> do that. Oh, my God. Oh, oh my God. No. That was awful. Oh, my God. This Steve, Steve, what the hell? I don't know what a house tree in the dark. This is beyond that. It's a person. It's clearly a person. They, they just they did that standing up. Well, it's a very talented dog. Oh my god, no. Okay, look, like somebody clean that up. Somebody clean that up. Um I'm let's move it. I'm gonna move past this as quickly as possible. Like I don't know how to approach this. I don't know how to approach the fact that there is a person who I'm a dog Well no, I mean 
Just saying it doesn't make it so. In fact, saying it makes me doubt you're a dog even more. Let's face it. Like, I, 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 I'm, I'm a simple man. I don't believe dogs can talk. And I don't care that you say that you can. You talk dogs how to Look talk. at me! What sounds a bit like Batman? <laughs> do I look like a human? Yes! <laughs> Clearly you do! You're, you're, you're sitting at the table! Dogs Let the sit. dogs in that painting! <laughs> yeah, have you not seen the uh, dogs playing poker painting? I have seen that, and that's a painting. That's a painting. A real life! But how could they paint something that didn't exist? <laughs> Clearly it can be. You're only limited by your imagination. Exactly, Jim. You think you think like what? Like Michelangelo saw God when he painted the Sistine Chapel? He must have. <laughs> what? Yeah. You think that was a life painting? Yeah, why not? So that was a painting also God, of him. God made himself in human. Oh, okay. Image. So you're saying that that was also he was painting himself when he has a little self-portrait of himself of an angel holding up his own flayed skin up in the corner of uh, the Sistine Chapel. He did that as well from real life. Yeah, he missed it on, yeah. Yeah, he took off his own skin, got, said, can you hold it up, please? And he then got, painted he it painted on some, the ceiling. He painted some skin. I don't, you've never heard of acting, Chip. He, also, he did this on the ceiling. He was constantly checking the life-size phrase down at the floor whilst he was looking, painting the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel. That's what you're saying. That's what makes it all the more impressive. Yeah, that's why he's a genius. Okay, well, I don't think that's what happened. That's why you'll never be as great as Michelangelo. I never said I was. <laughs> In my defence, I never said I was. Despite your love of pizza. Well, I do live in a sewer and I am a bit of a party dude, but like, it doesn't mean I'm as good as Michelangelo. Right? Uh, look, Maybe Donatello would have pushed. Yeah, no, I'll take that. I'll take that. Donatello is pretty cool. He, was, um, he does machines real good, doesn't he? Right? Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I'll take that. Um, look, I'm going to focus us on today's book. <laughs> Um, please, um, I, oh, how do you deal with this, Steve? How do you deal with that? Can't you, don't, just bring your dog person under your control. Come on. Oh, oh my god. Give him, give, him, give him the dog some water. Oh god. <laughs> that, would, that should keep them quiet Can, for a bit. Do you give your dog a bone as well? Oh, when they need a bone? Oh my god, okay. It's a male right. dog, I'm not a gay. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> it's a male dog but I'm not a gay is that what you just said is that what you just said wait 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 walk me through what what you mean by that statement Steve there's two steps there I'm not into bestiality right and I'm not homosexual yes so no, there's wait, two factual for indication in front of this having sex with this male dog because I wouldn't have sex with a man and I wouldn't have sex with a dog. There's two seemed, levels. Like if there's only one level, I might be tempted. Worst case scenario, those statements are related. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, best case scenario, they're not related and you're just having a stroke. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. That's just a meaningless sentence, in other words. It's like, it's a male dog, I'm not a gay. <laughs> so you're just basically saying words now. You're just saying... Well, you sentences. accuse me of having sex with the dog. No, well, he said, he said you give the dog a bone. You give interpreter a... Well, I and then you said, so you deny it, and then you say, oh, by the way, I'm not gay. Is that what you said there? It's yeah. a male dog, I'm not a gay. And that is what I said. Right, fair enough. We can't clean that, clear that we up. We have to get to the bottom of this. No, we don't. We don't. Well, oh. I just claimed not to be homosexual. What does that mean in the greater scheme of things? What do you think it means, Ham McHamface? Well, great contribution as always. Here on the Brand Flakes podcast, sponsored by... Polios!
Bony Elves <laughs> and Haran X. Steve, <laughs> no, I'm not giving my endorsement to your stupid podcast. <laughs> hey! What is that? Clyde! Oi! Mate! What's that? Cockney now. Oh, dogs are cockney. Oh, okay. I, 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 well, I, I would accept that, but again, I don't think it's a dog. I think it's what, a, dog. What, a Shiba Inu is cockney. Yeah, I also have to say that. Um, Steve, I didn't know it was possible, but he seems that Brand Flakes the Podcast is going downhill. It's just a lot more chaotic, and that was not a very good mystery either. I, I can't remember what the mystery was. <laughs> no, that's how good it was. Um, look, let's, let's move past that and um, focus on today's book, right? People, if I say the name Mary Ann Evans, what's your first reaction? She's that Radio 1 show, doesn't she? Nope, Mary Ann Hobbs. Oh, no, oh, fair enough. You don't know who she is, right? No. But if I said the words George Eliot, do you recognise that name? I do it with the recesses of my mind. Okay, yeah, that's good. Because George Eliot, one, only one of the greatest writers that the English language has ever produced. Um, from She was the writer of books such as Middlemarch, Silas Marner, Daniel Deronda, and the book that we're discussing today, which is The Mill on the Floss. By the way... Considering that you've all read the book, I would have immediately assumed that you knew who George Eliot was. I never, I always just, I tear off the front page, I tear off the back page, and I cut off the spine, and then I leaf through it like that. So, it's, okay, it seems like a lot more effort than just After actually I just reading I read every page, I burn it. Why? So there's no trace left behind. What, e- trace of what, though? Evidence of the book? Of my existence. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm being tracked down by my wife, Sarah Koenig. What happened? Oh my god. She's just what she wants, child support. Oh wait, hold on a second. We established that you weren't married to Ezra Koenig the last time you were here. She's yeah. married to Ezra Koenig. You're not even... Yeah, but I'm Ezra Koenig. No, you're <laughs> Okay. I've seen Ezra Koenig. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> Okay, alright, okay. Presumably not in colour, because you're a dog. That's right. But he, he looked very much like a penis. <laughs> Wait, I, I don't know how you, how do the rules of dogdom work because you don't see in colour but you can talk I, don't... I can't read though okay can't read okay you're not going to be able to help much on this discussion unfortunately <laughs> look um, let's go let's go back into it I think like why did I choose this book today and why why is George Eliot such a good writer um, like, George Eliot is a brilliant writer she was a uh, female writer working time where um, a lot of female writers weren't taken very seriously uh, in fact, not even um, George Eliot or Mary Ann Evans. Uh, uh, by the way, how should we refer to her? Do you want to refer to her as George Eliot or as Evans? Mary Ann Evans on the show. Let's call her George Eliot. Okay, all right. Fair well, what do you call Mount Everest? Do you call Mount Everest Mount Everest or Sagaramata? Which is proper name. I call it Mount Everest, but yeah, you're right. You're right. That's a good point. That's a good point. That's a good. No, that's yeah. you, raise, you raise a good point, Haran. Um, I guess I wasn't even aware of the actual name of of Mount Everest. What was the actual name again? Sagamartha. Sagamartha. Mm-hmm. Well, it does roll off the tongue a bit more, doesn't it? Yeah. Sagamartha. And you're a woman called Sagamartha. Who is my mum? <laughs> Well, uh, a woman. A woman was your mother. Okay, another like point no, in the case no, against you being a, a woman, dog. A woman dog. <laughs> a bitch. You're calling your mum's a bitch. So why do you call her a woman? <laughs> well, he referred to me as a man dog. <laughs> I believe the dog should be women and men. Okay. When a dog can speak, it gets gender. I, I, 
Normal dogs don't have gender. I'm going to trip you up at some point. You're going to make a mistake, and I'm going to reveal you for the human-owning fake dog that you are. But let's get back to this book, right? Um, look, a lot of people didn't take female um, writers very seriously back mm. in the time, and not even Mary Ann Evans or George Eliot herself did. She took on the nom de plume, George Eliot, because she wanted to be taken seriously as a writer. Um, in many ways... Um, she wrote an essay uh, in her literary review magazine, which she edited, called the Westminster Review, called um, Silly Le Novels by Lady Novelists, uh, in which she slammed a lot of the books being written by women at the time, uh, who um, made no attempt to disguise their gender. Uh, she stated that they had, a, um, they had no artistic merit and had a del deleterious effect on society and culture by fostering the belief uh, or that education doesn't improve women and also by encouraging melodrama in women. Um, she stated that these books serve no purpose other than being vanity projects for their authors who volunteer themselves as representatives of the feminine intellect. Um, now, well, she sounds like a bit of a hero to me, doesn't she? Like, I'm just striking one uh, a blow uh, for uh, female writers and literature itself. Isn't she just slanging off other women, though? Yeah, exactly. It's just self-loathing, essentially. You think that's what what she's well, she just said, she just said there's no feminine intellect or something like that, and she just said women authors are yeah writing all this philistine crap. What about the sisterhood? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. I would say that like uh, she is attacking because she had a lot of time for the other um, female writers of her day who were writing under non plumes, um, such as the Bronte sisters. Mm -hmm. um, and she had nothing bad to say about them. She was a great admirer of their work, but she singled out a particular type of novel written by lady novelists. Um, it usually involved uh, a very aristocratic setting and a heroine who was perfect and in every way. And um, she felt that these heroines in these novels, by presenting it as being perfect uh, ideas of femininity, tended to make most women who read them feel a bit inferior. So in many ways, I think that like um, her... her uh, Criticisms are quite valid, really. Was it Janie O that she was slanging off then? No, she wasn't. She wasn't slam. I, I, I can't. I've got the essay to hand, but I, she doesn't actually um, slam a specific writer um, in particular. But she um, goes into great detail as into the type of book that she is trying to slam here. Um, I can read you a brief excerpt of the essay itself. Hold on a second. Um, and it will give you an idea of just how derivative these works were. And you, you give me uh, um, your reactions to what you think of this. Uh, so she says, um, The heroine is usually an heiress, probably a peeress in her own right, with perhaps a vicious baronet, an amiable duke, and an irresistible younger son of a marquis as lovers in the foreground. A clergyman and a poet sighing for her in the middle distance and a crowd of undefined adorers dimly indicated beyond. I mean, this sounds like the sort of a, a rom-com almost, uh, and I think um, I think like what George Eliot uh, bemoans is just how they're all the same and how it doesn't seem to reflect anything uh, that the the average woman who would be consuming these books can latch onto and and can uh, really relate to. I guess. Mm. Uh, what do you think? Then that raises the question: Why does she take uh, a male nom de plume? Why didn't she? repudiate this kind of thing by writing under normal name as a female and go look I can write about or she could have used an even more female name yeah like 
Lily Flowers. Yeah. Okay, okay, fair enough. Sarah Koenig. Uh, <laughs> I think the reason why she took the male name is yeah. because she thought to herself, like, nobody's going to take me seriously unless they think I'm a man writing. And it's the same reason why when she wrote um, her essay, Silly Novels by a Lady Novelist, she wrote it anonymously, even mm. though she was actually the editor of the Westminster Review at the time. Like, not many people would have noticed that or picked up on that. And I think it was easier for a lot of people to sort of... Um, once you take the gender of the person out of the question, it becomes harder to, I guess, uh, launch an ad hominem, uh, ad hominem attack upon mm. the writer. Of the That's piece. true. Mm. Um, she and George could be a girl! Uh, George can be a girl's name. I don't know if it was back then. Um, definitely now. Elliot can be a girl's name too. Mm-hmm. She gave her two, herself two ambiguous names. Mm. George Elliot. Are we actually sure that she even was a woman? Well, yes. I mean, like, I was going to say that like the other, there's another reason why George Elliot took uh, um, uh, the name George Elliot as opposed to writing under Mary Ann Evans. And it was also to give her a degree of privacy. Uh, at the time, she was in a relationship with a married man, uh, the philosopher George Lewis. Um, and Top some... Gear presenter. Yeah. <laughs> Comedian. Is it? Yeah. Is he? George Lewis? Yeah. He, well, he presents... L-E-W-E-S? W-E-S. Yeah. L- as in, like, as, like, Lewis, the town as well. Mm. Yeah, he presents, he presents Top Gear, the extra gear. Okay. Maybe they're related. Who knows? And he wants celebrity mastermind. Maybe they're related. Was his special subject Jouget by any chance? No. Okay. Maybe not, though. It was the works of... Steve Koenig. No, they weren't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know what? I'm going to immediately call what, bullshit what? on that. I'm going to call bullshit on that. Okay. Hey, Do you want to hear what some of the questions were? Go on. Ham McHamface, you know them all. Okay. So. You, you guys can answer them. What is the name of Steve Koenig's wife? Sarah Koenig. What is Steve Koenig's first dog called? I know this one. Abdan. It was Abdan, wasn't it? It was. Okay. <laughs> Who is Steve Koenig's special friend? <laughs> is it Mr. Fitch? <laughs> well, these, um, I have to say, these... Mate, you should have gone to celebrity Marvel. Well, I was going to say that, like, these questions don't dig particularly deep. Um, yeah, but if you the, don't um, know who I am, then they're very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, they don't. Yeah, I, I, it's a it's a very very uh, dilettante uh, uh, quiz. To, One more question. What? What is the name of Steve Koenig's weightlifting podcast? Oh, was it? Oh, I know this one. It was in the Oat Gains. <laughs> oh, well done. Oh, that was a deep cut, wasn't it? Okay, that was a bit more challenging. I can't believe I know so much about Steve Koenig. <laughs> Genuinely, mystifying the podcasting world. <sighs> Well, I guess I've done my homework. I'm sponsored by Harren X, for God's sake. Again, I don't... I need to talk to my accountant. And ponios! I don't remember doing this. I was just on my tax returns as well. Do you have any ponios, by the way? Isn't that a country? Borneo. That's Borneo, you idiot! Oh, I'm not the one who licks other people's asses. That's not what dogs do. Sorry, sorry, dogs don't do that. I lick my own ass. And also, from the takes that I've seen, you are the one who does that. <laughs> metaphorically, metaphorically, just one. You wish you could lick your own ass. <laughs> See, I might get a rib removed, like a Marilyn Manson. And that's <laughs> that's, a, that's the body part you'd focus upon. <laughs> the ass, huh? not the not the uh, not another body part which is close to the ass, which would probably give you more pleasure. I'm just get a rib removed so you could rim yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, and give give the bone to my dog, to your dog. <laughs> the, the rib bone. Do you want the Haranexus rib? 
Yeah, why not? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just going to say it would also be more effort for you to lick your own ass. This is the problem with you fucking millennials. You just want the easy route. You can't delay gratification. If you try harder and aspire to something bigger and further away and harder to attain, then the, the pleasure uh, is commensurate. I, I think if you ask anybody, would you rather lick your own ass or suck your own dick? It would transcend the millennial pitch. <laughs> In terms of answers you get, like also, you, it depends which way you bend. Right? If you bend backwards, I don't think removing <laughs> a rib would help. Though. <laughs> like, um, like the Exorcist woman. <laughs> yeah, okay, like, yeah. Like the Exorcist. That would be near impossible. <laughs> think about it. Your head would have to bend entirely. Actually, I was watched... that what the Exorcist woman was trying to do? Do you reckon? I watched a video on Instagram yesterday. Yeah. Where a woman basically got her butt by her face. Just through yoga. Was that on the uh, the Hollywood strip? No, don't wait. Sorry, niche, niche reference to something I saw in Imgur. But uh. <laughs> Every, well, everything here has been. No, pretty... I said it was on Instagram. Okay, sorry. That's right. I use Instagram, and uh, you can find me at hammerhamface one. Yeah, another. Yes, another. Number like, two, hammerhamface. Why... I mean, why can't a dog use Instagram? <laughs> It's not, it's not just, well, a dog can be on Instagram, I agree, but like a dog can't necessarily do do Instagram or plug Instagram even. Like, uh, well, I just did. And again, I'd argue it's just all like points in the case against you being not being a dog. Like, you're not a dog. You're clearly not a dog. And what filter do you use? Again, you can't use any colour filters because... Steve does uh, the editing <laughs> for How me. convenient. How convenient. <laughs> I run the Instagram account for Hammer Campfest. But he let what he does is he goes on his phone and he gives me the the feed open and I use my paw and I slide up the feed so I can look at all the pictures. Sure. It only follows dogs. My favorite dog is Boo. Right. Okay. Boo the dog. Yeah. Okay. All right. I don't. I don't. I'm not you don't know Boo the dog. No, I don't know Boo the dog. I'm afraid. I know Doug. We're just getting the dog up for you, Who so you, you can have a. Who do you think is the most famous dog? Boo of all time. Boo the dog. Yeah, Lassie, it's got to be Lassie. Lassie yeah. Can't be Lassie. Yeah. Glad uh, we answered that question. The dog from Oliver Twist. Churchill. What was the dog from Oliver Twist called? Bulldog. Isn't it? What was it? Oh, okay. I'm being shown a picture of Boo Doggy uh, Instagram. How many followers do they have? That's not, their, that's not their official page. <laughs> okay. Look, I thought we're being sidetracked. We're being sidetracked here. This is like going on. Like, look, I, I want to bring it back to George Eliot, if I may. Mm. Um, again, you raise the issue of why she wanted to use the name of a man. Yeah. Again, there was, there was various reasons. Mm. Various reasons why George Eliot did that, and mm. one of them was to, uh, to keep the details of her private life away from the public eye. Mm. Uh, some people say, think that George Eliot, mm. her name was actually uh, a homage to uh, her lover, uh, George Lewis. Uh, obviously the George part, and Elliot might have been a little coded dedication um, for to L-I-O it. Mm. Oh, who's that? <laughs> Lewis. It's L. L. L-I-O it. Elliot. Elliot. I don't understand why. It was a Can you explain? <laughs> <laughs> Can you explain in further detail? She's in debt. Is that? What, I oh, yeah, no, I as in like she's what's, dedicated. What's like, it? It, uh, as in her uh, her belief in herself to think that she could actually write a book. I think this sounds like a lot of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh really? Do you? Do you? Dog person? Really? Talking dog person? You call bullshit? Okay. I do. Fine. 
Good. We'll see who's full of shit at the end of this. Not Why? me, because I've just done one. I know, it's all over the floor. <laughs> Thanks for that. That's um, okay. Look, okay, look, I'm we gonna... do live in a sewer, so actually it's fine. All right. If uh, anything, it's pr- improved the overall <laughs> ambiance of the room. Hey, if you don't like it, like, you, you, uh, we could record it somewhere else, but clearly you don't have a problem with it. The Here acoustics we are. are great, though. They are, they are, they are. Thank you, thank you for that. Um, hey, Steve, Steve, sorry. Steve, can we uh, go to the park after this? What park do you want to go to? Uh, just a big one with lots of sticks. And uh, maybe some other dogs. Are people happy looking at you, walking this human around the park? It's clearly a dog. It's, and throwing sticks, and this human running after the sticks. Always I'm not a human, you are, dumbass! You really are a human. That's the most human-looking dog I've ever seen in my life. Well, you know that dogs take after their owners. <laughs> They, they, that's not, that's no, not what the phrase is. They don't take after their owners. They resemble each other. Yeah, exactly. So I resemble a human. Take after the owners. Most dogs are actually owned by dogs, legally. I don't think that's true. If you look on the dog yeah. record books. Look at Steve's curly and blonde hair and look at my curly blonde coat because I'm a Labradoodle. No, that's just hair. That's just literally <laughs> hair in your head. You just have the same hairstyle. I have hair on my head yeah. and my back and my tummy. You're just a hairy person. <laughs> You're both yeah. hairy people. Look at my claws. Yeah, no, you just haven't cut your nails. This is why it's very disturbing. Dogs don't cut their nails. You look like an unkempt Robin Williams is all I'm you saying. You look like a bald Robin Williams. Whoa. Whoa. Guilty as charged. <laughs> I mean, I look like a bold Chinese Robin Williams. I have been told that many times. Uh, say, say good morning, Vietnam. Oh, that's no. not a different country, is it? Yeah, um, uh, yeah. yeah, thank you for that. <laughs> Thanks for pointing that out. I can, I, I, I can do, like, uh, more calling Orson. More calling Orson. Coming Orson. Yeah. Classic, right? Classic. Say, Captain, oh my Captain. No, he never said he that. He never said that. Uh, listen to someone saying Captain, oh my Captain. Fair enough, I can do that. I just did. See, that was great, wasn't it? Say, uh, hot jambalaya. Uncanny. Hmm? What's that? Sorry? Hot jambalaya. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, you ain't never had a friend like me. I was going to say, do Aladdin. Oh, yeah, okay, they just did. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Great That's film. That's favourite film. Yeah. He's a, he's a cinephile. Oh, okay. Really? Okay. Not the lady in the tramp or... No, she hates all films of Darkson. Mm-hmm. Oh. My worst film was Marley and Me. Does it because, is it because they remind you of what real dogs actually look like and how you never <laughs> view one? Okay, touch the nerve there, clearly. Touch the nerve. Snoop Doggy Dog. Is he, a, is he an actual dog? No. Okay. Uh, with new genetic engineering techniques, he's getting closer every day. <laughs> is, that why, is that what he's doing? He did actually become a liar. Yeah. So that's, that's, he messed up. Yeah. Somebody messed up big time along the way. Do you reckon he went into the, um, the surgery, came out, and said, What the fuck <laughs> is this? I'm a lion! I asked specifically to become a dog. Well, I'm gonna to have to change my name to Snoop the Lion now. Thanks a lot. But he changed back to Snoop Dogg after the surgery. Got the yeah, yeah. like that was clever. That was yeah. clever. I never thought that, like, if you had bad plastic surgery, you could just change your name <laughs> and everybody be cool with it, I guess. Is that Cat Stevens? He obviously had reverse feline surgery. No, no, yeah, because, yeah. because he became Yusuf. It's not exactly. I mean, that was a, another botched session, <laughs> yeah, exactly. wasn't it? Like, After uh, Snoop Dogg became a dog, he had to change all his name songs, so they were about his new dog heritage. 
But she was. So he was always been a. No, but after he became an actual dog rather than just a pretend. So he changed gin and juice to water and bowl. But wait, hold on a second. Wasn't his album called The Dog House? <laughs> yeah, he changed it all. Well, how would he, ch- he wouldn't have to change that? He wouldn't have to change that at all. The, the, the real dog house. If he changed it, the, no, so I'm serious. Now. All his songs became like, no, seriously, I'm a dog now. What don't you get about this? So water and bowl is now sitting in my pot, sipping on my water and bowl, laid back, with my money on my butt and my butt on my money. What, your money on your butt? <laughs> That's not what dogs do. Dogs don't understand the concept of money. Actually, it's my bottom line. I do! <laughs> you're not a dog! That's yeah, why you're not a dog! Did I tell you about a Hamby Ham's face f- fee for this podcast? No. I'm very insta-famous, baby! <laughs> it's 12,000 Borneos. Borneos, the country, not Borneos. You've actually upgraded to the country Borneo now. Yeah, Borneonian dollars. Okay. Is that what you call them? Borneos. That's what they call their money. Have uh, you ever been to Borneo? <laughs> I haven't. I, I, do they, say, it, they don't. <laughs> I'd like to buy some milk, please. That would be two Borneos, please. Like Euros. It's not absurd. That's a, well, it's not absurd. I mean, Europe isn't a country, I guess. And here we call our money UKOs. <laughs> I don't think we do. <laughs> like, what do they call them? Is that what happens is that how num- money's n- named mm. you just take the name of the country and add o at the japanos end japanos chinos <laughs> no they trousers on they was like what 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 they call mexican money then um uh, mexico they <laughs> 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 go off at the end as well right they do every every time every time have you ever been to mexico i haven't i haven't i have so they go, I'd like some milk, please. That would be two Mexico. Yeah, but they don't drink me- milk in Mexico. <laughs> what, what would be more accurate then? Uh, they, they only buy... Hot cheddar! What? Sorry? For cheddar. Hot cheddar! Hot cheddar. Yeah, okay. that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. For all cheddar, right. they only buy for cheddar. Okay, and then they say... How much is that? It would be 12 Mexicos. See? Quite expensive for um, yeah. Hachara. And they, and they say that all in English. <laughs> well, they do, but I don't want to do... Uh, uh, I'd be offensive to do an American That's accent. That's fair enough. American accent, yeah, that's Amer- true. Yeah. They are Americans. Yes, they are Americans. Well, they do. I don't think they, uh, they'd, be, they'd agree with that, but sure, why not? Central why not? Americans. Let's I don't get... believe in borders. Okay. Hey, Chid, do yes. you have any um, apples or... Apples? Uh, bones or dog food? <laughs> no, funnily enough. Apples the first dog food. Oh, salmon. Funnily enough, I don't have any dog food. I don't have a dog food. Him... Do you have a loaf of bread? Um, No, I don't actually when eat bread. When you give some chocolate, then we can no. figure out. <laughs> I'm stupid. Actually, that's a really good point. That's the ultimate test to see if you... Uh, if, if, I ate you uh, if I fed you some chocolate and you ate it and you didn't die... I'm proved my point gonna, about you not being I'm a dog. I'm not gonna eat chocolate and anyway. It has to be. Why? You're afraid. You're afraid. Also, of- that's a very. That's like a witch test. <laughs> oh, if she drowned, she's not a witch. That's fine. So if they pass the test, my dog would be dead. And you'd be like, "Well, your dog's a dog, but it's dead." Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so you have to get a new dog and teach that dog how to speak. I don't see anything wrong like with if, that. No one's yeah. asked. I don't believe that you're a human. But I'm not gonna go feed you poison. Well, that's not of a specific test, is it? Because poison kills a lot of things. But yeah. poison... If you fed me a poison that only specifically kills humans... Yeah, sure. Are there any poisons that just kill humans? Nah, not really. 
I mean, poisons that kill humans tend to kill everything. I mean, I say, like, 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 there's nothing, I don't think, I can't think of anything that specifically just kills humans, really. Loneliness. Loneliness. <laughs> Maybe we should ask Siri. Are there any poisons that only kill humans? I can search the web for that. I don't think you should. <laughs> Sounds like a terrible search. <laughs> well, it's just poisons that live to kill humans. Well, there you go. And I'm sure they kill most things. Yeah. Like, look, like that, I, I think we'll have... We'll stick with our previous answer, which was loneliness, <laughs> and we'll administer the test. I'm, you, you, I, I have to live the rest of my days without any contact with other human beings, and if I die, that proves I was human. That's true. Sorry. I'm willing to do the test if you are. Sorry, I have to use Siri because I haven't got any hands. You, you do. You just you, you just gestured with your hands. It's called a paw. <laughs> but you you yeah. Like, you okay. know who you are. You're a numbskull. <laughs> I don't believe I am. Like I I think I am speaking sense here. Look, this is beside the point. Yeah. I want to get into this book, right? Middle Let's get into this book. Yeah. We've not actually got into the book. I, I we haven't talked about yeah. it at all. I want to raise an issue. This is a quote now from the uh uh. uh the essay, uh, Silly Novels by Lady Novelists, uh, in which uh, Georgia Eliot writes about what she thinks it means to be a really cultured woman. A really cultured woman, like a really cultured man, is all the simpler and less obtrusive for her knowledge. It has made her see herself and her opinions in something like just, like just proportions. She does not make it a pedestal from which she flatters herself, that she commands a complete view of men and things, but makes it a point of observation from which to form a right estimate of herself. Now, within this mind, with this in mind, were you Team Philip or Team Stephen? Uh, Philip was the, the cripple guy with the hunchback. Well, I wouldn't call him that, but yes, he yeah. was the, I was, the I was, young gentleman yeah. with the hunchback and the, the sensitive soul. And his intellectual, yeah. I, yeah. I was Philip. Philip Wakem, yeah. You I were was Team Philip? Team Stephen. What, what did you like about <laughs> Stephen Guest? <laughs> He's got the same name as me. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I like all characters with the same name as me. <laughs> So Stephen Morrissey, Stephen Soderbergh. Do you like him? Stephen Soderbergh. He's not a character. character. <laughs> He's a people. He's okay. a people. He's a what? character in the book that I've written. Stephen Daedalus from the Portrait of the Artist as Young Man. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of other Stevens now. Stephen from the Adam and Joe podcast. Okay. Yeah. That's a, that's a good good reference. Um, I guess that is a character. Um, that's it. Those are the only Stevens of notes. New I guess. Year's Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Who's New Year's Steve? It's was one this... of my, my New Year's podcasts. <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't release it every New Year's. So that was a podcast that Aaron just referenced for no reason. He's a big fan of it. That's why you sent me all that sponsorship money. <laughs> Did you? Did you actually? I, I found that particular podcast. Oh, there's the Steve so... from the. It's not Adam and Steve. It's Adam and Eve joke. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Oh, Steve from Stranger Things. Steve from Stranger Things. Is he the best, Steve? He's in the top four Steves. Who are the other three Steves? Steve Koenig. Oh, you're number one? <laughs> you're in the top four? It's not ranked within the top four. Okay. I'm just one of the top four Steves. Okay. Steve from this book that we're talking about. <laughs> He's second. What? <laughs> and Steve... McLean? Steve McLean. He's still character. <laughs> And I don't think anybody out there listening right now will actually know who we're talking about. Okay, not Steve McLean. Okay, this is a mess. This is a mess. Steve McQueen. This list is a joke. Steve McQueen's not a character. He is in Bullet. He's an actor. What's the name of his character? His name was Bullet, wasn't it? Yes. Okay. So that's not a Steve, is it? He's a character in the book that I've written. What? He wrote a book. It's called Steves and Other Steves. 
This is Steve a terrible biased list by a Steve. You already should recuse yourself because you're obviously biased towards your own name. Um, yeah, joke, absolute travesty. Um, well, have and you the, read and Steves and other Steves? I, Except for the Nobel Prize. <laughs> is it? The slow Nobel year? Prize for books. It's just, it's a, sounds like a slow year. Sounds like a slow year for the Nobel, Nobel Prize, if that's the case. Maybe I misread it. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, is that the only reason? Look, that you misread Kasho Ishiguro. <laughs> I mean, some of the letters are the same. But... <laughs> Look, I think you're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to ask for more than just the fact that this guy, this character, that Stephen Guest had your name. Did you? Why did you like Stephen Guest over Philip Wakem? I think he had a great drive to his motivations, such as whenever he wanted to do something. He just went out and did it. Hmm, I guess so. I mean, like, he kind of does embark on a relationship with uh, Maggie Tulliver, the hero of this novel, despite the fact that she he, she is actually, uh, he's actually going to get married to uh, uh, Maggie's cousin and one of her greatest friends, Lucy Dean. He is. And that, that Lucy Dean, awful woman. You think Lucy was an awful woman? She was an awful woman. But she's one of like Maggie's close. I was gonna. We'll bring it back to this later. Like the friendship between Maggie and Lucy, which I think is one of the great female friendships in any novel. But like, so what you think? You think what? You you are pretty much bros before hoes in this sort of case. I'm chose before bros before hoes. Who the chose? That's what I call dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Dogs before hoes. Dogs, yeah, dogs. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, just dismantled <laughs> your entire naming scheme there. But um, fair enough. You like dogs. You like dogs. I get it. Um, speak. T- tell me more about like um your connection with um Stephen Guest. Then why don't you like Philip Wakem? Well, I just think Philip Wakem. There was no drive to his character. He just didn't go out and do things, and I think I found that not interesting. How oh, do you do? You agree with that? No, he was the intellectual, sensitive, kind guy. And she he was always inside reading books. Yeah, and not outside. And painting. Don't forget painting. And, and, painting, painting. Yeah. Um, and also, doesn't he like a like? He, he's basically like Maggie's first love. They have a they share a share a, a spiritual kinship because um, he represents all the culture uh, things in life that Maggie desperately aspires to uh, to have but can never have because she is expected to behave like a lady and get married. Mm. Off you know what they say: first loves are the worst loves. What, who says that? Who says that? Uh, or the wise people. Aristotle, probably. Who was your first love, Steve? My first love was Sarah Koenig. Uh, Who was your second love? Sarah Koenig. Again, I wasn't surprised by this answer at all. Um, you haven't read the book. Um, Ham, just call me Ham. (laughs) No, can you do Ham Saris, the other... Yes, yeah, Ham Saris, the other character, the other character. The other person, I mean, (laughs) character. These are real people. Sorry, um, and dogs. Um, <laughs> not a dog. But Ham, what did you think of? Um, were you Team Philip or Team Stephen? Team Bonio. What a way to dodge the question. The God, if you could only, if the listener could only see the shit-eating grin on Ham's face as he made that joke. It is literally shit-eating grin as well. He was literally eating mouthfuls of shit as he made that joke and just grinning at me with bits of shit caught between his teeth and and looking so pleased with himself. Good. Good, yes. I'm flexible and give myself pleasure. Good, what can you do? (laughs) (laughs) But you're eating my shit! (laughs) 
Huh? You're eating my shit. He was, <laughs> that's that's why he wants he wanted to have that surgery. Yeah, but surgery. you, you, yeah, you don't go blind. <laughs> <laughs> Rabbits eat their own shit, don't they? Coprophagia. Yeah, but they're not eating other people's shit. As, as somebody who promotes bran flakes, which are high in fiber, you should mm-hmm. know. That eating shit is good for your digestive system. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's not, not the point of the problem. And also, when somebody you insult goes, oh, eat shit, and, and you're like, okay. So what? I mean, so you're wait, immune. You, that's it, you become fear itself. Harren, Harren, yeah. do you think that people eat bran flakes so they can shit more in order to eat their own shit? Is that why you think bran flakes exist? Is that not why? Yeah. No! It's from so a regularity! Why do they make Nesquik cereal look like shit? <laughs> that's not... That's, they don't make Nesquik cereal look like... Look, if, if, look, all I'm saying is if my shit looked like a bowl of Nesquik cereal, I'd be yummy, yum, yum. There we go, exactly. But it doesn't. It doesn't. That's the whole point. Nesquik cereal looks delicious. A pile of shit looks like a pile of shit. Have you seen Nesquik cereal shit edition, though? No. That looks exactly like shit. It was released in 2004... And then went away in 2005. It was released on New Year's Eve on 2004 and went away on New Year's Day. Right. And then it had had a resurgence in 2012. Okay. That's a very specific... Why did this happen? I don't know why they thought it would be a good way to market their brown cereal to people, but... Well, they did some market research. They had an online survey and they asked what people want. But unfortunately, the only respondent was Harren. All right, right. Uh, so they got a hundred percent of people want their cereal to look and taste like shit, uh, and that's what they did. They just listened to that survey and made us made it one. Okay. Unfortunately, it, it sold very well because Harren sold it, bought all of them. He sold it and ate all of them. Okay, all right. That's. I think your story checks out. That might be the only true thing you said. Or everything uh, I've said is true. No, no. I'm what? a truth sayer. That's going a bit far. I'm a sayer of truth. I, I, I think you may be suffering delusions, but um, we'll get... You know what, Jin? You're a bit mean. I'm just saying it like it is. I'm I put my claw like... for you. No, it was clearly a thing that you're pointing at me right there. Um, uh, sorry, Harren, does this look like fingers to you? Uh, yes, I'm going to be. I'm going to go with chill. Sorry, I'm just not going to... Party you can come on this podcast trying to gaslight me into thinking this person's a dog. It's not cool. It's not cool. You're gaslighting piece of shit. Maybe you're gaslighting me trying to think that my dog's not a dog. No. Oh, no, no, no. What do you think? Do you think? Do you think this person's a dog? Why are you writing? Why are you writing? A podcast at gmail.com. Ham is a dog. Let's let's do some sort of dog Turing test. All right. What is the opposite of smooth? What? Ah, oh, that's correct. <laughs> Wait, correct? I think she's a dog. I said, okay. She's a dog, I'm yeah. sorry. See, he can't even tell my gender. That's how much of a dog I am. I'm a boy. Okay. okay. He's a, yeah. Actually, Fair sorry. Enough. I'm sorry, Jen. I'm with, with these two now. Uh, this is a dog. This is not a dog. This is clearly not Can a dog. Can you now lick my ass? That's dogs I want to do. Dogs don't do that. They lick their own asses. Oh, oh wait, wait. I think she's failed the test. She's failed the test. She's... I'm not a girl. I'm not a bitch. <laughs> she, she she refused to lick your ass, Aaron, which I believe is one of the tenets of the dog touring Yeah, you're sorry. You're not a dog. You keep misgendering me. When I taught the dog how to be a human and how to speak like a human, they lost the trade of wanting to lick asses. How convenient, that's all I can say. Once How very convenient. You, once you gain the power 
of speech. You the idea of licking yeah. asses. What do you mean? That's, that's bullshit, because I can talk and Excuse I just me. made it up. Excuse <laughs> me. <laughs> Sir, Heron, if you put some dog food on your balls, then maybe I'll lick your balls. You might. <laughs> I'm quite flexible. I can lick my own balls. I want my own arms. But you want a dog to lick your ass. We can get you a dog that will lick your ass. Can I just say, Harris, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so impressed by your commitment to wanting your ass licked that you actually said, like, I don't want my balls licked. I want my ass licked. I, I can lick my balls anytime. Why would I want to do that? I'm asking about my ass. Have you just missed the point? You don't get it. Harris, have you ever had a dog? Uh, no, I haven't. No. Yeah, dogs don't lick human asses. <laughs> they lick their own asses. They lick human faces. They lick human fingers. They like sniff other dog asses. Yeah. But we don't lick other asses. You lick asses metaphorically, don't you? Oh, oh, oh I'm going to love you unconditionally. Is Cast, that, cancer, are, yeah, you, yeah. are you into that as well? <laughs> Metaphorical? <laughs> like... Steve likes it. Love you, Steve. Is that, is that, is, has it actually been a terrible mistake? Did you actually get your rib removed to, so you could metaphorically lick your own arse? <laughs> is, that, is that what happened? Was that, has there just been a complete misunderstanding of what you wanted to do? The guy who did my surgery, the same guy changed Snoop Dogg to Snoop Like, and so like, he told me yeah, I can lick my own arse. How has this, this guy still got a medical license? He seems to have dropped the ball so many times in all his like. Well, uh... It was Dr. Dre. That was the <laughs> that was the guy I went to. <laughs> you reckon Snoop Dogg also got confused and actually thought Dr. Dre was a real doctor? I said, "Yo, Dre, can you turn me into a dog for reals?" And Dr. Dre said, "Yeah, Holmes, I can do that." And then said, "Oh shit, I don't know what I'm doing. Ah, oh, fuck it, I'll just turn it into a lion." And I'm... he won't notice. And Snoop Dogg woke up in the operating room. <laughs> Homie, what'd you do? You turned me into a lion! I thought I asked you to turn me into a dog! And Dr. Dre was like, oh shit! He noticed! Oh damn! It's still pretty impressive that as someone who's not a doctor, he managed to turn him into a lion. <laughs> That's still quite impressive. He's known mainly for being a rapper and a maker of bad headphones. He's not... Hey! I've got Beats by Dr. Dre headphones! They're not bad! Wow, okay. Why would you need that? I thought dogs so have So I could listen music. to music! Yeah, but like dogs, right? I would say that you hear certain frequencies that can't be heard by the human ears, and I believe that a pair of Dr. Dre beats by Dre would be totally lost upon you, and in fact would be an inferior sound, because they're catering only to human ears. What about the frequencies that you can only hear as a dog? I got them free with my laptop. No, what? I've got, I have you now, I have you now. Because for the past minute, I've been playing a tone that can only be heard by dogs on my, my iPad, and you said shit. Oh, sorry. Very, yeah, my very polite, very polite dog. No, no, you're yeah. not a dog. Uh, you're yeah, not a dog. Sorry. Would you mind turning it off now? Because it has been. <laughs> oh, how convenient! How convenient. Well, I just now. didn't want to interrupt the podcast, and I thought maybe it was your your machine malfunctioning, and I didn't want to say anything. How convenient! How very convenient is all I can say to that. And also, what was the high noise that you were playing? It was. It was just. Was it, it was like this. It was like. Well, I can't. I'll do it as high as I can do it. Yeah. But we, we can hear that. No, <laughs> again, that's why you're incorrect, because it was actually the complete works of Marky Smith and the Funky Bunch that I was playing. But at a very high pitch. Yes, at a very so high pitch. Be... But no, no, it wouldn't have sounded like that to a dog, though. They would have been able to hear it in its entirety. Why does your agenda change? 
I just don't like it when people bring human beings on leashes to my show and try to convince me that's a dog. Because otherwise, if it wasn't a dog, it'd be a gross violation of human rights that's taking place in front of me. But luckily it is a dog. I'm just saying I'm doing it for your good because I clearly Steve's got some sort of hang-up or fetish that means that he's convert convinced you you're a dog. Oh, no! Oh, no! Don't lick! No! Oh. You're going to lick. Can I just... Yeah, just, let me turn my trousers off first. Okay. <laughs> Karen, it's not gonna happen. God, all right, fine. Um, Keep on dreaming. <laughs> Keep on dreaming. Aaron's like again. Aaron, like uh, I, you, you, you had that rib move for rough for nothing. Apparently, um, look. Let's bring it back to the book now. Let's bring it back to the book. I want to bring up uh, a, po- a quote here. Um, now, Nietzsche. We know, we know Nietzsche, right? No! Mm-hmm. He, he said dog is dead. <laughs> well, no, he didn't say that. He said God is dead, but okay. thank you very much anyway. Now, Nietzsche actually had very little time for the, what he, for the morality of George Eliot. Um, uh, specifically, a belief that um, sin could be expatiated through uh, suffering um, and diminished George Eliot as a little moralistic female. Um, to what extent do you think that Maggie Tulliver, the heroine of Mill and the Floss, is a sinner, and do you think that the her suffering washes her sin away? And also, why is Nietzsche such a douche? We didn't get laid. He died of neurosyphilis. <laughs> Are you sure he didn't get laid? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how he caught neurosyphilis. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He didn't yeah. get laid, but... Uh, Seems like a bit of a giveaway. He was a very bitter man. I think that's why he kind of displaced his bitterness onto everybody else. Yeah, I think, thank you. He's the equivalent of a, I don't know... Incel. MRA, yeah. Yeah, he was an incel. Kind of thing, yeah, so... Um, what, what, what do you think? Do you think Maggie uh, does, does Maggie sin in this book? And if she does, does she is is there some sort of redemption for whatever perceived sin that she might have? Uh, I mean, what what are the seven deadly sins? There's a uh, go on, gluttony, mm-hmm. um, avarice, wrath, wrath, wrath. Sorry, yeah, wrath, not wrath, wrath, sloth. <laughs> not believing people when they say that they're dogs. Wait, that's not a. Uh, not believing sin. dogs who say they're dogs. That's not a sin. Not believing dogs who say they're dogs. Rough. Hold on a second. Say sausages. Rough, rough, rough. No, that's terrible. <laughs> I thought it was like sausages. That's, that's that's what a dog would say. That's what you think a dog would say. <laughs> I think that's what a dog would say. Well, we got up to four, but like that's beside the point. What is the sin that Maggie commits in Mill and the Floss? Coveting her neighbour's wife. Kind of. <laughs> I mean, she is. She's like, hom- heterosexual. Well, no, no, well, well, no, no. Like, like this is, this, Ham is on the right track, okay. but like, like, because she. Yeah, Haran. <laughs> okay, carry on. Yeah, I will. I will. Thank you. Um, like, she it has a relationship with Stephen Guest, who is um, um, the fiance of uh, her best friend and cousin Lucy Dean. So yes, there is a sin. Technically speaking, she finds herself sort of falling for Stephen Guest, and both of them fall for each other, despite the fact that like they, they know what they're doing is wrong. Um, but like, what is morality? Well, that's a good question. What is morality? Is it a Judeo-Christian construct um, to keep like the society, the the thin like a uh, veneer of civilization that we have? Oh wait, no. Well, it's not an invitation. To the podcast oh. with my special guest this week. Chin will be discussing morality. What is morality? Is it a construct as Chin posits? Or is it a type of breakfast cereal? 
as I pass it. Woof! Wait, and here's the dog as well. Woof! 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 This week, we'll talk about it in depth. Take it away, Chin. Can you turn that off, please? Can you turn that off? That's putting me off. That's putting me off. I kept waiting for the drop to come, and it really screws with me. Um, look, yes, I didn't know it was a cereal. Is it a cereal? Morality O's. <laughs> isn't that, isn't that a currency? Isn't that, isn't that a Bolivian <laughs> prime minister? Isn't that? <laughs> There's no nation called morality. Um, morality okay. is in. No, I, 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 I was speaking metaphorically. Okay, all right. The, so the, the cereal of morality. Okay. You've got to right. have it at the beginning of your day, and then you can be as immoral as you want until lunchtime, and then you're fine. Well, okay. Unless you're on like the special K diet, you can have cereal for lunch as well. Oh, yeah, okay. You can have morality for lunch. All right. All right, all right, all right. Some people have cereal in the evening for dinner as well. I've done that. That's it's totally fine. Totally normal. Absolutely. I've done it when I've had a big lunch. Yeah. Breakfast in the uh, um, cereal in the in the evening when you had a big. Sounds lunch. like a Drake alert, doesn't it? It does, doesn't it? Go on. Breakfast in the evening. Ah, Mr. Drake. <laughs> That's how his songs go. That's a good song. That's a good song. Um, but not as good as Snoop Lion, obviously. No. Um, look, do you think? What, is is George Eliot positing Maggie as a sinner? Do you do you think that what she does is unforgivable? And if it is unforgivable, why does Lucy forgive Maggie? <laughs> <laughs> Dog, what do you think? <laughs> Dog? <laughs> They're famous. My name <laughs> is Ham, for God's sake, my name is Ham McCampus. I'm a male dog. I'm a Labradoodle. What the hell is wrong with you there's people? No, there's no face in your name. My name is Ham McCam. <laughs> so you don't even know your own name. It was Ham McCampus. Your story gets more and more tenuous minute by minute. I have not been this suspicious of Most dogs don't know their names. They only know a close approximation of the sound of their No, names. no. We're like, this is a dog. <laughs> this is not a dog. We're talking about is a human being who's tripping up on their own story. That's what I'm saying. No, Steve's tripping up on his own story. Well, I, I mean, I think... Love you, Steve! <laughs> I think you two... Hey, Steve. Sorry, sorry, Chit. Steve, can we go to the pet shop on the way home? I need a new ball. You can get balls from non-pet shops. Can we go to Poundland? Okay. <laughs> I need some new toys. Wow, what a, what a, what a rewarding segment. Steve, <laughs> Steve, do you promise we'll go to walk tomorrow? Well, I'm walk to... Oh, I'm sorry, I turned my voice change. <laughs> <laughs> remember, I'm a man pretending to be an American. It's very complicated. That's true. I remember that was part of your, uh, your backstory. A lot of um, a lot of questions. When, when we turn it on you, Chinzy, I mean, you're asking all the questions here. What do you think about Maggie? What do I think about Maggie? And her farm. Okay. Strap on. Strap in. Because like, strap, on. strap on as well. <laughs> strap on. So you'll think that she's using a strap on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You no, think that their sex is actually penetrating One of the, the seven. Remember side. that film? Aaron would like Going that. Going back to Seven Deadly Sins? Yeah. Seven with that strap on? <laughs> no. What's I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about okay. that. Okay, this is what I think. I, I personally think that um, there's a lot of parallels between uh, Maggie Tulliver and George Eliot herself uh, because of the fact that both were involved in, in a relationship with a married man. Mm -hmm. um, now, I don't think that George Eliot is letting herself off the hook here 
but I also think that like there's a lot in um, the Mill and the Frost which is uh, critiquing the societal demands that are placed upon a woman who wants more out of life than just being married. She wants to be uh, spiritually and intellectually fulfilled as well as physically um, fulfilled. Mm -hmm. um, and I think like uh, in many ways she places the uh, blame for the sin. Maggie's sin is not that great because we see how frustrated she is in almost every other facet of her life. Uh, how she's frustrated from an education point of view. She's not given the uh, sort of opportunities that most uh, men would have been given. Um, and she's also expected to be married off. Um, having said that, um, this is all part and parcel of Maggie's suffering. Um, does it excuse Mag Maggie's behaviour? No. I, I think uh, uh, George Eliot wants her to be a flawed heroine. That's what makes her so relatable. Um, but it also means that her sin is not that great to the point where Lucy can... The woman who she basically betrayed by uh, running off with her uh, husband-to-be forgives her. And that their bond is what is, is even greater and deeper than any of the relationships. So she might have. This sounds like a hack book then. Why? Oh, it's about oh, a woman who's like one sexual and economic emancipation and then shags, shags around and then and then actually is it she not? has solidarity with her sisters. Why, why does it sound like a hack, why no, is it a hack know, book? It's exactly, it's exactly the same just as Fifty Con Shades of Grey. Wait, no, 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 that is not the same as and, um, is and Jane Eyre. It's the same with those same same. No, well, okay, no, no, Jane Eyre is a totally different point here, Is Jane Eyre a hack book? And also Jane Eyre does not a similar book in any way to this. Sex and the City is a hack, right? No, no, you might as well say, you know, if you're talking about they're the same book because they deal with the fact, with the position of women in Victorian society than any book is a hack no, book. No, like, no, I, I didn't care. I mean, I like it's a good story. I like hack, right? As you can tell by my jokes. But like, um, but the essay that she wrote was having a go at these other hacks. They're just like having no, your cake oh, and no, eating no, it. No, 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 having no. Your, it's having your, what, yeah. Well, no, think about what she was attacking within her essay. Can you remember what she was attacking yeah, the essay? Female heroines who, right? who go and aspire towards an aristocratic life. No, that's not... No, no, that's... That's not yeah. what she said. That's not what she said. What did she say then? She she said, I think you're mansplaining George Eliot. <laughs> no, no, no. You're, you're a man. You can't mansplain to a man. It's just called explaining. Okay. <laughs> um, what, are you, what are you doing? Dogsplaining me? Are yes. You? <laughs> also, Ginny, you're being very critical this episode. Critical of Harold's opinions. <laughs> critical of Ham. McHams. He was she, He was hamsplaining. Believed to be a dog. Critical of my podcasts. <laughs> yeah, Chin. What is this? Because last I listened to the last one because that's me and Steve listen every week. We love oh, it. Oh, thank you, thank you. Um, and everyone was quite mean to you last week. I thought they were being quite unfair. I can't remember what they would, they, they said to me last week. Um, did you put that you like shit books? <laughs> Oh yeah. You're, <laughs> yeah. You're oh yeah, because it was a Shrek episode and I'm still up for it, yeah. Well no, I I, I take a lot of I, look, I take a lot of shit on this um podcast. It's been revealed. Yeah, now you're giving the shit, that's why I'm Today I, I am to say. giving the shit. Today I'm giving the shit, I am giving a shit as well. Um, Don't give so much to Harry. <laughs> <laughs> he loves that though. He loves it. He loves a bit of it. Yeah, we get uh, full, he's on a diet. <laughs> that, did you give it up for dry January? <laughs> yeah, I can only eat shiitake mushrooms. <laughs> No, I'm not actual shit. That, so that, just... that doesn't make sense, but okay, okay. Look, I, 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 I'm just saying that I am being critical because I, I, I have a finely tuned mind, um, which is uh, like full of critical uh, acuity, I guess. And I can see through, yeah, too, uh, a little bit, a little bit, but I, I see through. I see through this veneer, uh, the facade of, of lies and uh, and fakery that you're trying to put up. Like you, uh, Harold, like what you've said. Yeah. About George Eliot's book being 
hack yeah. and like I'm representing the things that yeah. she was ambassing. Um, I don't see it that way at all because the fact that there's something that is resolutely non-aristocratic about Middle and the Floss. It's a very proletarian book mm. in many ways, uh, and all the books that she's uh, attacking mm. are actually set in the aristocracy. Mm. So, like again, that's like her. Like lambasting the fact that like Maggie wants a life that she'll probably never have, mm. and that's part of the tragedy of this book is that like she's probably read in all these books about these women who are perfect and brilliant mm. and can have everything, mm. but real life isn't like that. And I think yeah. the, the, this tragedy of Maggie Tulliver is the fact that she will be con- constantly frustrated by her own ambition because life never matches up the books that she reads and loves so much. You've got some very strong opinions on this book, Jim. Yes, I do. I have very strong opinions of George <laughs> Eliot. I love her. She's great. If I could go back in time, I'd love to marry her. Oh, I was going to suggest that you did that, so it's good that you... Well, invent the time machine. Invent the time machine. I'm I've trying. looked I into it. Invented a human I've dog into a human translating device. Uh, you know that I, um, I wrote an album um, about how I wish I could go back in time and marry um, George Eliot. What's it called? It's called In the uh, Monorail Over the Lake. Is Monorail Over the Lake related to Bridge Over... I've never thought about it that way, but yes, yes it is. <laughs> is that a song by Simon Garfunkel? Um, like a bridge over the River Kwai. Uh, yeah. I love that song. I they love did, that song. Didn't they do that for Grenfell? Yeah. I don't know why the River Kwai had anything to do with that horrible tra- tragedy, but um, yeah. My favourite Simon and Garfunkel song mm-hmm. is Simon Says. Get the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. Get the funk. Get the funk up. Simon says, get the fuck up. Throw your hands up in the air. Is that the one? That's how it goes. He mentions dogs, doesn't he? Bitches on your titties. So you're saying she's not a hack. Then why has she just painted like Philip as this kind of, oh, wheatus, teenage dirtbag, creep? Type character. Is he? Bit of a, yeah, bit of a hun- and he's like Sorry, a nice guy with a bit of a hunchback, and he wants to get the cheerleader who's Maggie, and then eventually she falls in love with him, and then she rejects him. Is he? No, I, I, maybe I, he is. But they don't get together, do they? They don't get together. But she does. She kisses him. And oh yeah, and they live happily ever after. That's not what happens. <laughs> Yeah, but that, that's the hack, exactly, that's what I mean. You know, well, well, no, 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 that's not the hack. <laughs> the so hack thing would be if they live happily ever after, but they don't. So which is it, Harren? <laughs> Which is the hack thing to do? They live happily ever after yeah. or they don't get together? No, they don't get together. That's so the, that's the hack thing? Yeah. Why is that the hack thing? <laughs> because I think everything is hack. hack. Huh? Yeah, but everything's been done. Yeah, everything's been done. <laughs> so, what's the non-hack? Yeah, what, was, what would have been the non-hack thing to do? What would you have done? What about you, Harry? What about you? <laughs> the hack thing would have been, right? No, the non-hack <laughs> thing! No, the, non-hack. the non-hack thing! The non-hack thing would have been Phil with his hunchback, right? <laughs> he would have bent down and he would have licked his own arse. <laughs> That's never been done. Are you sure? Are you sure he wouldn't have killed Michael Hill? In the third act, just kill Michael Hill. And that as well, yeah. Is that like the, uh, the old the old Edinburgh standby? Like, uh, uh, 15 minutes before the end of the show, kill off Michael Hill. Sorry! It's like Chekhov's gun. Why bring him on if you're going to... Yeah, you don't kill him. Okay. So you think that like Philip should have eaten out his own ass in the end of the book? Um, yeah, because he's an intellectual. Like... <laughs> All right, that's no, enough, that's enough. That's enough, Harrod. That's enough. I, I, I feel that you're trying to push a arse-eating agenda here. Um, um, we're coming to the end of our discussion. It's been a lot of fun. Um, we barely talked. We barely scratched the surface of this. Um, I just want to like um, ask one final question. I guess uh, does this book 
pass the Bechdel test. Yeah. Well, Maggie talks to um, well, Lucy. About a woman, I should imagine. What did they talk about? Who did they talk about? They, they talk about Stephen. Yeah, like they go to the... That's, they go, they go that's, to the, that's <laughs> failing the Bechdel test. Huh? If they want to talk about a man. Yeah. yeah. Fails the Bechdel test. Does it pass the Bechdel test, though? What's the Bechdel test? Oh. <laughs> I thought the Bartel test uh, was a test to determine if you're a dog or not, which you've failed to do. I think that I, I, I think you're just un- unduly sceptical. I agree. Gaslighting piece of shit. What do they have? What does Ham McCam have to do to prove that he's a dog? Okay, I would say. And don't make me lick her ass. <laughs> oh damn it! <laughs> oh damn! You know, I, 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 you know what? I just realised something, Helen. Yeah. I might have a new number one thing that I want to see that's replaced Clint Eastwood eating out her right <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Okay. Well, I'm also yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's make this happen. <laughs> I think we should. Yeah. Let's make this happen. Um, but no, okay. Look, I. I I don't think there's anything you can do to prove to me um, that you are a dog, unfortunately, because you failed the test. That was the dog whistle, a literal dog whistle, right? Mm. Plus all those coded racist remarks I've been making throughout the show. You didn't pick up on those either. But anyway, do you think this, what do you think of the central friendship of Lucy? Is this the defining relationship of the book? Out of all the relationships you you, you would say, would you say uh, in the book, which is the one which is the strongest? I think it's this one. I agree with you. With Lucy Dean. I think it's great. I think they're good friends. Mm-hmm. They got good bands. Not the relationship between um, Maggie and her brother Tom. No, that's just a family. Even though they, you can't choose your family. Well, even though that they die, they perish together in the flood at the end of the book. That's not a great arms. friend thing to do. I think. It's I don't pretty... know what happens at your friendship parties. Well, I would. I would. You would happily... die together. Well. Ideally, you shouldn't have to die together. I don't suggest it as a night out. Fancy coming out with me, we'll have a few pints and then we'll die together. But Only do that once. But how many people would you say you'd be willing to die with if that came to that? Zero. Okay. Not even Sarah. No, not even Sarah Connor. Wow. Because then who would have investigated my death? Well, hopefully not her, because she didn't do a very good job of investigating some of the things on the series. Well, exactly. I don't want my... Job to death to remain a mystery. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, I, 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 we've neglected um, Tom Tulliver in this um, discussion. We've neglected the brother sister relationship in this book, which I think is incredibly important. It seems to me that like um, uh, their relationship is uh, a complicated one, and it, I, I would argue that uh, Tom is the uh, it, it represents everything that like um. Maggie loves and yet fi- ca- tries to escape and is unable to escape because he represents her family and the ties to the, uh, her old way of life, which she can never really uh, uh, get away from. And I think the final scene of them where they go together to try and rescue, uh, I believe, uh, Lucy from the uh, floodwaters and they both perish together um, as their boat capsizes and they reconcile like um, with each other. Um, Tom having renounced his sister for being in a relationship with a married man. Um, it's a it's a deeply sad moment, and obviously, like you find yourself thinking, like, in a better world, this it, 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 they should have all lived happily ever after. But I think that's part of th- what George Eliot wants to do. She tries to buck every sort of like uh, she doesn't want to give the reader an easy like um story to read or easy answers. Um, and again, it goes back to the point that the sin can only be expatiated by suffering and ultimately Maggie pay- Maggie and Tom both pay the price um, 
Yeah, well, I, I would say you, you're missing a, one of the cardinal sins here, which mm. is incest. Incest. They weren't having it. No, but, no, no, but they had this. This isn't Game of urges. Thrones. But they had, there was urges there. You, you're, you're, what? You're dressing up as a kind of sororical, fraternal love. There was something. Well, you, Wait, you've got how, a sister, what? right? I, I do. Would I don't you, know what would you die in a boat with her? Mm, I'd rather not. Is that, uh, there we but go, if then, he was then, killed in a boat, he'd die. they didn't get a choice. They weren't like, let's go on this boat yeah, and die. That, that sounds like that fun. wasn't the plan. They were just in a boat, yeah. and then they died. That wasn't the plan. They say, like, hey, Maggie, what's you up to tonight? <laughs> Nothing. Want to die in a boat tonight? Yeah, fucking rock on. Um, that's not what happened. So, like, so, you're, so you're saying there's no incest? No, 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 incest. no, no, kind of incestuous undertone. Show me in the book where. <laughs> They, they, uh, George Ellick points to any sort of incestual sort of longings. We've got incest in my family. Oh, God, okay. Because <laughs> they're all dogs, and dogs don't mind about incest. No. I, I, I bang I, my sister before I go castrated. Oh, uh, hello. Ken, this is another <laughs> issue of, like, there's some sort of mental illness going on here. Wait. Oh, I say, Maggie, said Tom at last, lifting up the stand. You must keep quiet here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if he break anything, Mrs. Stelling... Will make us cry, Picardy. Yeah, and what do you know? What that is? <laughs> why, do, why do you need to keep it? Do you know what Picardy is? is? Do you know what Picardy is? Do you know what that means? No, what is Picardy? It means a completely platonic relationship. You're projecting your own like. You can't. Your dirty mind is trying to read something that is just is not there. Is there any ancestral ribbing in this book? Yeah. Because that would be what Chin would like. I mean, Chin, Harry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I've, look, I've read this book many times, and sadly, there is no Clint Eastwood in it. That's all I can say. But also, what is your problem with incest? If it's two consenting people. There's a bit of paedophilia oh, here. Huh? Or dogs. Where's the, where's the paedophilia? Where are you reading all these things? Why, Maggie, you naughty child? Why haven't you begun to undress? Oh, there we go. Okay, I've noticed that you pulled that from the last half of the book where clearly Maggie is an adult by that point. It's just Well, why did it say naughty child? And also, who was saying that? Who was saying that? The doctor oh, was saying that. Lucy. Oh, Lucy, okay. <laughs> So that, that that immediately gives gives a different like sheds a shine. I think there. you're you're sort of disregarding the, the the other name for this book, which is Tulliver's Travels mm-hmm. in Erotica. No, that's that's <laughs> that's not the name of the that you added that last bit on. Definitely, I'm not sure about the first bit, but you definitely added that last bit. Look, you, I think that you were just trying to read something that isn't necessarily there. Um, I, I I was always going to ask you about like. Uh, George Eliot is known for... She was very massively influenced by Greek tragedies. Uh, actually, fun little fact here. Um, only one of her novels is uh, can be printed properly without use of the Greek typeface. Do you know which one it is? What do you mean Greek typeface? Like, Tra- Greek typeface. You know, Trajan. Greek characters. Yeah. Trajan. What? That's a Greek typeface. Trajan. <laughs> no, that's There's a Greek a lot about font. typefaces that's and stuff. <laughs> but no, no. What I'm saying is that like, it can only be printed without the use of Greek characters. or pr- Only one of typeface. them. Only one novel. Only one of her novels. Greek, but Greek. No, it wasn't. That's not a book. That's not a book by George Eliot. Do you want to know what it is? Get it. Get him to the Greek. Nope. Nope. <laughs> my big fat Greek wedding. No. Oh my god. It should have been my big fat Greek typeface. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Um, it was Silas Marner. See, a little fact for all of you to to latch onto. So she was a big oh, fan. Big, fact. big fan of a uh, Greek uh tra- tragedy. How do you think Melanie Floss reflects Greek tragedy in its story? What do you understand by the term Greek tragedy, first of all? 
I just heard you some Trajan fun. <laughs> no, that's not. That's just a font. That's not. <laughs> that font is a Greek tragedy. Yeah, okay, but, yeah. um, Greece joining the the euro. So that's a Greek tragedy. That was a Greek tragedy. Yeah, but well, not, they haven't really passed the Bakhtil test. What you describe there is a tragedy befalling the Greeks, not Greek tragedy. That's not an example of Greek tragedy. Greece joined the eurozone, and the Iliad wands a long story with a lot of twists. That ends in a disaster, and the R involves Greeks joining the Eurozone. <laughs> Steve, when did you start writing for Have I Got News for You? Yeah, when did you start writing for Have I Got News for You? Last series. Okay, that would explain. But I only that. write jokes for Ian Hislop. Now that would explain the sudden appearance of a dog on the panel. <laughs> um, that wasn't you. No, that was a t- that was Abdan. If anything, uh, yeah, Abdan was on Have I Got News for You. I thought Abdan was dead. Nope. He was, and then he got on the <laughs> As a dead dog. They had John Prescott didn't show up, so they replaced him with a dead dog. Um, look, what, 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 what do you think? Do you, do you think of Milner Floss as being uh, uh, Greek in its uh, tragedy? Or... Not particularly. Why not? Why not? Because there's no Greek characters. Ah, that's not what I mean by Greek tragedy. Do you know what the tenets of Greek tragedy are? I do. I don't think it's... Well, well, it, go on, then. <laughs> <laughs> moving, yeah, you move on a bit quickly from your point. This is the most quizzy podcast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're just think, quizzing us. Yeah. I've been getting a lot of complaints recently from people saying that we don't talk enough about the book and some people begin to suspect that we haven't actually read the books. What? <laughs> exactly. I, I agree. I think like those people don't know what they're talking about. We clearly know what we're talking about on this show. So, you know, I just thought it'd be a good opportunity for you all to show off your knowledge of this book. Woof, woof. And not just the book, Greek tragedy. Surely everybody knows what a Greek tragedy yeah. is. Well, I, mean, I don't know what a Greek tragedy is, I just don't want to explain it right now. <laughs> okay. Can we move onwards? Yeah. I, can I say, I also, yeah, yeah. I also know what a Greek tragedy is. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to talk about it. I refuse to. Me too. So <laughs> just sit in silence then and not talk about anything. Woof, 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 so I don't feel like talk about anything either. When, when we do, yeah, the Iliad or... or oh, really? Or yeah, yeah. Then I will talk about Greek tragedy. How convenient. To this how, book. <laughs> isn't, I've just told you how it's like relevant to this book. There was a big influence in George Kelly. It's, it's, it's not called Millis on the... Flosters. That's not Greek. That's not that's Latin. Oh, my God. Oh. What the are Greeks the Greeks ever do for us? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Exactly. Say it again. <laughs> All right, all right. I get the I get the picture. You just, no, it's no, it's no, it's no, blood from a stone. Yeah, 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 let's face it. Again, it's oh, Chin wants to to, to show off his intelligence to the audience about what a Greek tragedy is. So tell God, tell us. What, what, you know what? I'm sorry, but I'm doing a oh, book club. What is the point of doing a book club? Also, I'm saying I've seen I read a book. book. <laughs> I clever. That's the whole point That's of this whole thing. No, and like, oh, I've seen this niche. Oh, you come on this show and you talk about a book that you've read really fluently, literally, (laughs) what a fucking twat. That's the whole point of the book club, Saren. You are the the literal version. This is my impression of Saren's perfect book club. (laughs) Oh, me read book. (laughs) 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 Me read book with big words. (laughs) (laughs) Don't care. Is that what you think book comes up? No, it's people talking very, very literally and being very clever. And showing off their knowledge. Exactly. Yeah. That's the whole point of <laughs> to, book To try book and clubs. mate with a sapiosexual. Oh, so, like, so, oh your... I'm sorry, Harry. Let's go for your show. I don't know what I'm talking about. The book. I think the book. The end. That's faking lit. Goodbye. And you don't think darks are darks. That's the other thing that you do. I'm absolutely fine. I think that person's a human being. 
A bitch is a bitch. Well, no, no, I, I think I think we've reached the end of this conversation. No, no, you tell tell us about the Greek tragedy. No, I don't. want you to tell me about <laughs> no, it. No, no, we want you to tell us. No, I'm not we trying to. Dan clearly, that's, clearly that's not what you want. Dan, I know we just want to corroborate. <laughs> Sorry, that's not here. Sorry, that's not here. Steve Koenig. Yeah, Sorry, Dan's not here, but I'm gonna. I'm recording this. I'm gonna play it to him afterwards. Okay, good. Good. Uh, good, good. Harold, what, what do you think these microphones are? <laughs> we are recording this. I'm, I'm also recording this because I'm gonna be Harold for his own podcast. Apparently, I don't want to be edited out of context, right? That's the that's, that's uh, the thing to do now, Harry, isn't it? Yeah. Even edited out of, in context. What? <laughs> you sound bad. Yeah, even a hundred percent in context, you are still unacceptable. <laughs> Come on. In fact, the context makes it worse. Well, at least I'm not a dog. <laughs> not a dog. Clearly not a dog. Look, let's. Look, I'm he gonna, wishes he was. We're, a dog, we're, we've reached. We've reached the end of the conversation. I believe. I think. I. I like. Um. I. I get it. I get it. Like. Um. People don't want to be quizzed about this book on the book club. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Right. Let's move on then to final thoughts on this book. Let's move from Harren and anti-clockwise. What do you think of Mill and the Floss? Yeah, it was a good book. Um, it wasn't what I thought it would be, basically. What did you think it was going to be? I thought of this, and I thought it was going to be about the the philosopher and author of On Liberty. Uh, John Stuart Mill? Talking to his dentist about dental hygiene. <laughs> you really had like a lad-style nickname. You'd turn up at the pub and everyone would be like, It's the Mill! I don't know oh. why I did that like Mario. Oh. It's the Miller, Mario! It's me, John Stuart Mill! <laughs> Hey! Ah! I give you a big mushroom. You eat if you read my own liberty. Hey! he was—he was a utilitarian. He would have liked good dental hygiene for the for the most people. Is that what libertarians? Yeah, that's why he he put fluoride in the water against our consent. Oh, which ironically goes against. Is he libertarian? Yeah, yeah, but he was a very confused <laughs> man. Apparently, yeah. he's not—he's not, he's not a libertarian. He was a utilitarian. Utilitarian. Yeah. <laughs> oh, burn! <laughs> But the greatest dental would, health, the greatest dental would, happiness would, for the greatest number of people. Why would be putting fluoride and water be against utilitarianism? Why? It's, and it would, uh, it would be encroaching somebody's individual liberty because you're enforcing that on somebody else. You know? Why? It's it's almost as if Aaron doesn't know what he's <laughs> talking no, about. It's, it's almost as if you've been ta- have you been talking to my friend Dan Offer who studied political science? I've been, I've been talking about him. He's been on my podcast. <laughs> okay, fine. What? Dan's seen other podcasts on the side. He's been on Old Games and the Abortion Abortion. Wait, hold on a second. Why would Dan be on the Abortion Podcast? He's a man. He's got opinions about abortion. Is he pro or anti? He's pro abortion. Did he see any? In all cases. <laughs> okay, all right, right, all right. Don't worry, I want to get into like uh, Dan's opinions on abortion. So yeah, man. it was a good book, but I would have preferred it to be about John Stewart okay, talking about. Right. Well, yeah, we'll save it for the notes section. Yeah. Okay. okay all right, uh, Steve. What do you think of Milan of Loss? I thought Milan of Loss was a great book, and I'm here to talk on it on my podcast. Okay. Brand thanks. <laughs> What made Men on the Floss such a brilliant book is his depiction of cereal throughout the ages. At the beginning of the book, they only eat cereal without milk, a dry cereal. Towards the end of the book, they're eating cereals in higher quantities. I would like my dog, Amber Campface, to discuss this a little further. Coming up right now. <laughs> woof! Hey, woofy woof woof! Barky bark 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 bark! Woof woof! 
get more great content from Ham the Cat. <laughs> wow, just the, um, the, 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 the whole dog impression thing is just really limping to the finish now. I, not making an effort now. You're saying bark? Literally, you're saying bark? I, I've told you already, Chin. It's a dog that's been taught how to speak like a human and has lost the ability to bark like a dog. I, I still don't accept this. I still don't accept this. But I'm going to ask this dog, quote marks, what do you think of Mill and the Floss? And also, you didn't really give that much of an opinion <laughs> on Mill and the Floss. I said it was good, interesting about cereal. Yes. Not really. doesn't feature that much in Mill and the Floss, if I remember correctly. <laughs> Features enough for me to remark upon it. Yeah, so you were talking about the cereal in the book, but okay. you refused to be talking about the Greek tragedy aspects Four in the book. Four out of five. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, Ham, what did you think of this book, which you apparently didn't read? I'd probably give it seven out of ten. Did you like it? It was as good as a bonio. Hey, that sounds like a good review to me. Um, Do well, you have any bonio? I don't. I've, I've said already. Apples? I don't. Not really. Do you have any bonios? Because I'm planning on escaping to Borneo and I need <laughs> some, some cash. Some, some cash money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe get some pass. Why are you escaping? Because, as I said earlier, Sarah Koenig's after me. Have you? Because uh, of child support. Okay. Have you thought about having any plastic surgery done? I know a good doctor. <laughs> He, His name's Bor- Ray. Is he in Borneo, though? <laughs> no, but uh, he does some good... He can get you some good headphones. Get me into a dog. Turn me into a dog. Well, we have don't, No, no, headphones. don't ask him to turn you into a dog, because you'll end up looking like a lion. Yeah, but that's like, what I want. Okay, <laughs> right, that's fine. That's fine, then. Yeah, then he's your doctor for you. Um, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, what are my thoughts on... Uh, look, you know what my thoughts are on this book. I fucking love this book. Uh, I, I, it brought, you know what? Reading this book again took me back to my, my the days of studying it in A level when I used to sit in class and show off to all the other kids how clever I was because that was the point of what we were there to do. Do you like that, Harren? I do like that. Yeah. There you go. So, it's a, what other what books have you read? Have you read uh, a la Research de Tom's the yeah. Oh, Time Regained uh, by uh, Proust. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I haven't read that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> and I'm honest about it. I don't, I don't mind. I don't mind. I will read it. But you mentioned though. the word Proust in your stand up comedy set, yet you haven't fucking oh, read it. Oh, so I can't oh, say a no, name. You're allowed to use the word. So I can't say a name. Especially <laughs> since his, his name has now been lent to the act of recalling memory. When you say something's Proustian, yeah. you're deliberately referring to the fact that he wrote a book about recall. Okay. Yeah? It's a bit like saying, have you, uh, have you read The Prince? By, Machi- uh, 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 by Machiavelli. More uh, like Machiavelli. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> funky guy. Have you read it? Yeah, you're you a reasonable funky guy, Machiavelli. Um, but I've, I've listened to Tupac. Okay, fine. But does that mean if you, you can't use the word Machiavellian unless you've read The Prince? No, I, I can't. I never use the word Machiavellian. You just did! Ah, burn! <laughs> there you go. I, I say that's the kind of backhanded political move. That's not what I said. <laughs> I thought it was just being pedantic. <laughs> but like, fine. Politics, whatever. Um... I thought this was a great book. I think it's a unanimous decision from all of us. This is a fantastic book. It's a Stone Cold classic. Run, don't walk to your bookstore or library. Ask them for Bill and the Floss, and if they don't have it, punch them until they give it to you. Uh, and it means they don't have it. <laughs> if, they, if you're punching them, how's that going to help? Eventually, it, they'll have to order it in, and until it gets delivered, <laughs> well, not gonna be able to don't order stop it. punching them. Don't stop punching them until you've seen them click on the Amazon page for Mill and the Floss and order it. If and you then punch download them it to less, your Kindle. Then get it quicker. Download it to your Kindle, and until you download it to your Kindle, punch yourself in the face until mm. you stop start reading it. Um, which means that this book. It, gives, it pleases me, gives me so much pleasure to induct The Mill and the Floss by George Eliot into the Hall of Fame. I mean, you, you just... <laughs> <laughs>
good. Felt good. So there you go. Big recommend for uh, the mill and the floss. But of course, no book is perfect. Uh, we all can always improve anything um, if we put our minds to it and if we believe. So what we're going to do? We're going to suggest some notes. Notes, everyone. How would you have improved the book? Aaron, you've mentioned something about John Stuart Mill earlier. Yeah. Would you uh, want to like, elaborate on that uh, little I, nugget of an idea there? Yeah, I would have had um, J.S. Mill, um, author of On Liberty. It's a me, uh, John Stuart Mill. Yeah. Uh, yeah, talk about um, the fluoridization of water. Would you have and, it that uh, he, if he, would, every time he ate a mushroom, he grew bigger? And every time he ate a flower, he could shoot fireballs, and he was trying to kill Goombas. Uh, yes, I had the... But I, I mean, what? Rescuing a princess, that would be kind of hack, which... It would be. No, but wait, hold on, hold on. What if the princess was in another castle, yeah? Yeah. Subvert the trope. Different, what do you mean, kind of castle? As in, like, you thought you'd rescued the princess, but it turns yeah. out the princess was in another castle. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. that's pretty good, pretty yeah, good, yeah. Go. And you'd be like, ah, oh, no, I'm so sad, I had to go to another castle. Uh, and then, like, uh, Domio. Domio? <laughs> I think you were just putting a lot of racist Italian stereotypes on no! the English no. uh, if, anything, no. if anything, it's the Domio adverts that are racist, <laughs> not me. Uh. Okay. Apparently, alright, okay. How was that apology, apology corner? Apology corner! Apology corner. Do you want apology corner? I want apology square. <laughs> oh, okay. Like so, four apology corners in a row. Is that what you want? Apology octagon. <laughs> oh no, we don't have time for that. Okay, but... so my, so my notes are aside from the JS Mill bit, which I did before. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would have David guest as opposed to Stephen guest. <laughs> what? Like, the, the late erstwhile husband of Liza Minnelli. Exactly, yeah. I've never heard Liza Minnelli of them as well, exactly. What, yeah. what would they have added to this story? Just a bit of a pizzazz, yeah. A bit of a Michael Jackson, they would have put Michael Jackson in there. Wait, so now Michael Jackson's involved as well? <laughs> yeah, why not? Why, so, so the main advantage of having David Guest is that he brings Michael Jackson. Why not just have Michael Jackson? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what you need, David Guest. You can't have Michael Jackson. That's like having, you know, like a... Ants without death. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Yeah, so I you might that. notice that I've put death in this book. <laughs> yeah. So wait, okay, what happens then? So you've got Michael Jackson turning up in the story about John Stuart Mill going to the dentist. So what happens? What are they doing? He just uh, turn up there. It's a me, Michael Jackson! Up and up and up and up! I'm eating a mushroom. Uh, yeah, but they, all sound, exactly. they all sound the same as well. Well, he could use... Um, Blanket to... <laughs> to prevent the flood. I'm fucking. <laughs> Do you want to I mean, I was, I did the jazz bit. I don't know where this has gone, really. <laughs> I know, but nobody made you continue. You <laughs> had the, so in addition to my JS Mill bit, and then you just went on this whole thing, and then realised that like, oh, actually, look, look, every book with a celebrity endorsement, yeah, right, you need you need celebrities in it. Did that? That's what I mean. That's what The Simpsons did. Well, they kept bringing celebrities. Yeah, in. that is that's true. Celebrity autobiographies do the best. Yes, in Waterstones. Right. If you want anybody to read this kind of kind of yeah rather obscure impenetrable book an impenetrable book you should yeah put David Guest in 
bring it and he'll bring Michael Jackson. He'll bring Michael Jackson. He'll produce Michael Jackson. How would you shoehorn Michael Jackson and David Guest into the story of John Stuart Mill going to the dentist? <laughs> That's a valid question, I think. That's a va- I'm just building upon your own previous notes. Yeah, he was like, are your teeth black or white? <laughs> they, they should be just white, not black. Like my skin. Uh, <laughs> that's it. He's been like Stephen Hawking. Is, is that David Guest singing that? No, David Guest. Was it John Schmill? No, I am there. Michael Jackson. It's a me, I'm Michael Jackson. <laughs> Your TV should be on Apparently, black. he's like Stephen Hawking. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I am Michael Jackson. You should like Stephen Hawking. He's got the same name. I am B. So let's let's roll play. Let's roll play. It's like uh, I'll be John Stuart Mill. Okay. Uh, Steve will be uh, Michael Jackson. Yeah. And you can be the dentist. Okay. All right. It's a me, John Stuart Mill. I wanna get my teeth capped because my teeth are rotting away. Yes, your, your teeth are very bad, and I suggest flossing. Oh man. <laughs> You said flossing that like it was a Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson, what are you doing here? Ah, mamma mia! This is terrible. <laughs> I agree. This is the worst I... piece of content that has I... ever been created. I, I, I agree. I agree. It's pretty bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad. But I mean, the other point, which is to do with Michael Jackson, is I wanted to bring up the incest between Tom and. Maggie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think... Why is that related to Michael Jackson? <laughs> He was never accused of incest. Jackson 5? <laughs> you can't just say a band name and that's the crux of your argument. So, incest, why? Radiohead. Yeah, Radiohead. Radiohead. Oh, by the way, when we leave off on our discussion of the Radiohead jukebox musical called OK Computer that we were discussing last week, um, I, th- I thought that was a genuinely good idea. I, I would have loved to have seen more of that. I mean, it's different guests here. So it was different guests. Why, why do you I've got, this is going to be my. This is going to be a new segment to uh, uh, Faking Lit, where I ask our uh, different guests, like, "How would you have done a Radiohead jukebox musical?" Uh, Steve, how would you have done a jukebox musical of Radiohead? I would have computer. made it only their crap ambient songs. So we'd uh, have uh, for the happier, mm-hmm. and everyone would sing along with it. Then it would have tree fingers. And, and then, then it would just sing along with it. It would just play the whole of the King of Limbs. Uh, oh man, that's uh, <laughs> that's not going to do well in Broadway. Yeah. Um, well, okay. Thank you very much for uh, your note, Harren. Um, Steve, what did, what notes do you have for uh, George Eliot? I think I said one mine earlier. Yeah. But I've forgotten what it was. Uh, you would have someone in it. Cereal? Did you want the cereal? Someone oh yeah, you would have been more cereal. cereal. No, I I already believe the cereal. Yeah, you believe in the very. Well, I mean, was it actual a physical mill? Grinding. Yes. The so floss. The floss is the name of the river that runs through the town. Yeah, I got that. Yeah. My, yeah, yeah, you knew that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I also knew yeah, about yeah, the fucking yeah. Greek tragedy. I, I don't feel the need to broadcast this to like the liberal metropolitan elite people. Yeah, that's why it's such a good book club because you just read the book and just go, yeah, I understand that. I'm not going to talk about it though. I have no notes. <laughs> you have no notes. No notes. No notes. Both the one I said during Harren's note. No, no, no notes. No, no, no notes. No notes. Okay. Ham McCam. Firstly, it's Ham McCam face. Get it right, Steve. Uh, secondly, I yell what? Seven out of ten. No improvement needed. No, no, no notes. Clearly, it's three out of ten improvement needed. If it's seven out of ten, that's how maths works. Like, dogs, dogs don't believe in a ten to the uh, seven. Is the seven. High. That's how old I get. That's when I die. So, so wait, seven is the highest number, even though you rated it out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> that's just. 
philosophically yes, massive. I don't know about this. I don't know about you. What? It doesn't like it, a smell. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said, I don't know about you, but I could something. Like, no. I don't know. No, no, I just don't know. It's like about the, you. the universe is expanding, but the universe is the biggest thing there is. Yeah. So what's it expanding into? So there must be something bigger than the universe. That's exactly what there the is. There is. Yeah. It's called your mum. Oh yes, yes. Got him. Got him. And the podcast. And the podcast. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today on this uh, brilliant discussion. Um, I'm so glad you could all be here to um, share my love of George Eliot. And who knows? Maybe one day I will go back in time and meet my girlfriend. Uh, but until then, um, I'll just be happy to read her books. Middle March next, I think. Yeah, that'll be good. Um, does anybody want to plug anything? Promote themselves? I'd like to plug Old Games Season 2. Oh, it's back. It's back with a vengeance. Oh, why? Did some... You, 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 uh... Well, it's all anti... Anti uh, the commissioning editor of the BBC this year because he took us off Radio Two. Oh, okay. I've, I was. I'm we used bit... to be in the prime time slot, and he's taken us off, so it's all anti here now. It's a shame because whenever anybody says "back with a vengeance," nobody's actually seeking revenge for anything. Well, we are back for revenge. Well, who are you? Who are you seeking revenge against? I just. I, I literally just said <laughs> against the commissioning editor <laughs> of, of Radio Two. Yeah. How are you doing that revenge? Uh, every episode is mainly just me talking about how much I hate him and revealing his personal secrets. Okay, fine, fine. I mean, I was hoping more of a sort of like, you know, uh, a Liam Neeson taken Well, you know, revenge. you don't know how bad his personal secrets are. <laughs> well, does it involve you shooting anyone? No, it involves me getting him locked up for paedophilia. Wow, okay. <laughs> Whoa. Okay, so tune into that, everybody. Um, anybody else want to big up, promote themselves? I'm not saying he's a paedophile, I'm just going to try and get him locked up for it. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, I think that's like the gist of it as well, that's what I took away Did, from it. I would like to plug um, Chin's gargantuan knowledge of everything literature. Yeah. Oh, thank Literary. you. Oh, he knows so much about Greek oh, tragedies and thank you, Roman Harry. tragedies. I do know a lot. I work very hard on this podcast. I work very hard on this. I have an English degree as well. Did you know that? No, I, mean, I have an English degree. Yeah. On you, illiterate. You Everyone's degree. Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> what makes it. That's what makes it doubly special. <laughs> I got, I passed despite the fact not being able to. Read. It's like the feel-good story of forever. <laughs> yeah. When you say you have an English degree, you have a degree in media studies. You just got it in England. Uh, well, I mean, it's an English degree. I mean, yeah. In addition to my English degree, I got an English degree, as in the degree that we got in England. Yeah, that's true. I've got very many degrees. So you're all... very much the Helen Keller of um, England um, of, of English, <laughs> rather, yeah, yeah, rather of England. The Helen Keller of England would be something else, yeah. No, yeah, I, I would, I would, I would accept that compliment. Yes, why, why not? Um, I, I, I guess um, if nobody else has anything to plug, I'd like to plug the podcast. Uh, as always, we have an email, uh, fakinglitpodcast at gmail.com. Write in and tell us whether you thought uh, Ham is a real dog or not. Uh, subject header: dog or not. Um, or if you just want to talk sit down and chat with me about the tenets of the funky guy lifestyle hashtag funky guy life I'd be happy to answer any questions about that um, we also have a Facebook group Faking Lit Podcast on Facebook join us we don't really post that many things there except for updates about like the podcast and um, go to our website which is uh, Faking Lit Podcast at WordPress WordPress.com 
What? Sorry? WordPress.com. Thanks, Steve. Thanks. Oh, somebody's done their research. Um, that still needs to be updated, but why not drop in anyway and take a look at the place? It's a bit dusty, and if you leave us a message there, it might actually you know, give us the impetus to actually do something with it. Uh, until next time, thank you, Harren. Ah! Thank you, Harren. Ah! <laughs> thank you, ah! Harren. Ah! Steve. Ah! And Ham. Ah! Ah! <laughs> Barky bark bark! <laughs> Barky bark bark, bitches! <laughs> I wish you... Wish you <laughs> I, I wish you'd been that animated during the discussion of the actual book. I'll <laughs> have it all, I guess. But thank you very much anyway for coming down and joining oh, us. No problem! <laughs> joining us on this podcast. Um, until next time. Bark. Keep... Ruff, keep, ruff. keep supporting your local bookstores and libraries. Ruff. My name has been... Chin. Ruff, ruff. Yeah. Goodbye! Ah!